All right, everybody, how you living? No putts given. We're back. It's Chris. It's Tony. We have a fire again. We have who else is here? Tiger, Nelly, and once again, some guy. <laughs> uh, we're looking at Brian Bowles here with us from TaylorMade. First of all, Maybe not everybody knows you out there in the audience. Who are you and what do you do? Why are you here? <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> well, yeah, first, thanks. Thanks for having me. So this is, I'm looking forward to the sit down. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm the vice president of product creation at TaylorMade. Um, so, you know, have an incredible team of people that, you know, hopefully we inspire every day to, to make incredible products and, you know, get them to market. How long have you been with TaylorMade? I was joking earlier. This was your yeah. centennial anniversary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, institutionalized yeah. in such a great way. Uh, 24 years. We'll be coming up 24 years in 2024. And so, Vice President Product Creation now, how, what were you doing? What was your first job at Taylor? Yeah, great question. I, I started in research. Actually, before 2000, technically, I was doing field testing uh, with the testing group. So, I didn't officially count my 24 years. But... Yeah, in research. So I was in engineering college and played college golf and, you know, kind of put those things together. And here we are now. Yeah, exactly. Sitting I'm sure. fire and talking golf. I'm sure a lot of things happened in those in those 24 years. But yes, we're talking about QI. Like jet speed, for example. Well, like jet speed, yeah. <laughs> I can't take them anywhere. Seriously. It's a liability. One of your favorites. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we're talking QI. Ten. Wait, should we just get the elephant out of the room? Yes, let's do that. Okay. Let's let's. Start yes, there. you did beat me in golf one time. <laughs> so I got two things. Like, I, I the, the the round at Tory, the first one. We won't talk about the second one. That was or the third. Or the third. everyone after that. <laughs> yeah, we won't and, talk about any of those. And at Sheep Ranch, eighteen, I said no reason why we shouldn't both make eagles, and I did, and you didn't. So I don't remember that. Yeah, at all. <laughs> he could be making that up for all, yeah. for all we know. I think I do. I do yeah. remember. I do remember. Yeah, you, you. I bring out the best in you. I think. That's yeah. That's one way to put it. Yeah. That's <laughs> spoken like an industry vet. Absolutely. So QI ten. Yes. We were really hoping we we pontificated on a previous mm -hmm. podcast about what the QI might stand for. We did not nail it. We were off. <laughs> we. Uh, we thought it might be a play on AI, but it was going to be like QI, like quantitative uh, intelligence, or maybe even like Qi. Ten. <laughs> and that didn't happen. Right. But what is it actually? What is? Because this is the yeah. name of the whole line, so we'll, we'll kind of start there. Yeah. So we've been on this journey and call it a quest, and that's where the Q comes from. Um, to on inertia and, and forgiveness, and, and in this case, ten thousand inertia. So. Q, Quest, Got it. I, Inertia, 10, 10,000. So that's sort of the umbrella line in new franchise for 2024. Okay, so the Quest for Inertia, 10. Obviously, 10K is kind of a magical number mm -hmm. in the Inertia space. So we'll kind of go through the line. Let's start there with the, with the drivers, but what is this 10K Quest and why is it important to consumers? Yeah, so I think we need to start kind of with Inertia, a moment of Inertia, what is it? Um, some people know, some people don't. You know, the idea of an object, in this case a driver's resistance to twisting on off-center shots. I mean, that's basically what we're talking about. And, and, and we're, we're talking about in the sense of total inertia or in the directions of both heel-to-toe and high-to-low. So it's a measurement in grams per centimeter squared. That's the metric. 
the USGA governs the heel to toe, what we call IZZ, at 5,900. So you can do the math, 5,900 plus 4,100. Even, even I can you, do that math. I know you can. <laughs> I don't need Excel. Um, it basically gets you to the 10,000. And so um, the more you have in inertia, the, the higher, higher it is from a metric standpoint. Essentially, the more resistant it is to the twisting, the more stable the product feels, the more ball speed retention you get, directionally you see improvements. And so there's a lot of gains uh, that you can get by, by getting up there. Now, you don't want to sacrifice all the other variables, and we can get into that, but that's what a moment inertia is about, and in this case, 10,000. It was super weird being in the presentation and, and hearing you guys really talk about not just inertia, but really pushing limits and, and mm. going 10K. Like, is this a tailor-made presentation? Because typically you guys are the speed company, right? mm -hmm. speed, speed, yeah. speed. So how, how did you, I guess you, you're saying you didn't really flip a switch, right? You're still maintaining speed, That's right. but giving you the, or giving golfers more inertia than any previous tailor-made driver. In your yeah, so I mean, I can address that a couple different ways because um, part of our goal is to, to to really provide the most complete drivers, right? We really want to provide uh, performance on all levels. And most golfers, they want speed, they want forgiveness. If you can give them both, great. Often, uh, product creators' dilemma is the that those two things are opposing forces. Like if you want more of speed, sometimes you have to sacrifice forgiveness and vice versa, and that. That holds true a lot of the time. Now, unique to TaylorMade is, you know, we have the carbon face, lighter face, provides a better energy transfer. So we're getting speed in a way that's pretty unique. And so how can we layer on top of that, using all these exotic materials, changing the shape and so on and so forth to continue to bring that speed, but then elevate the inertia and the forgiveness. And on that front, it's not like we flipped a switch. We've been working on this for, for several years and, and you can see the byproduct of innovation over time because it's, it takes a lot of the exploration on materials and you can't just nail it right out of the gate. Um, you got to build on it. And so you, you see us building on our technologies and getting to a place now that we can really like lean into the idea of forgiveness and quantify that. Yeah, and so in that driver category, let's start with the max. So we have three different models, mm -hmm. right, in the driver category. The max is the 10K. That's right. This the is one. the big one. Yeah, and right part of that, right, is is it's a larger footprint, larger mm -hmm. than than previous footprints, but it doesn't look obnoxiously large at address. It is noticeably larger, mm -hmm. but I don't think it's, you know, like unsightly or anything. I hope not. I appreciate <laughs> you saying that. Nice work. I'm not making it ugly. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. yeah. So yeah, the team and, and, and Tomo spends a lot of time on this as well as, you know, getting feedback, getting the shape right. This, we've had really a similar shape on our tailor-made drivers for the last handful of years. Very similar, not, not wild changes. And so to change the shape, we, don't, we take that seriously. Um, the shape has been kind of stretched back about eight millimeters and then, uh, you know, shaped in a way that when you set it down, it, it, it looks forgiving. It looks easy to hit. It's definitely new and different for tailor-made. Um, the QI-10 is also a little bit larger. We can get into that, but the QI-10 Max definitely is a new shape for us. Who's the target golfer for this one? Because you think about it, because one thing in the presentation this morning kind of struck me too was like the upside of a very, very high or kind of extreme high MOI driver is that, like I said, it's really, really stable. Mm -hmm. Meaning, you know, how this thing's presented to the ball is kind of how it's going to stay, more or less. So 
if that golfer is presenting it with a really open club face or shut club face or something, you got to make sure you get this thing straight because it's going to want to stay kind of wherever you start pointing it, right? That's that right. stability component of it. So how do you get this to be very forgiving, but also forgiving in the direction <laughs> that golfers kind yeah. of want it to be? Well, I think it's an interesting um, it, one. You know, the idea that the Max product really is designed, it's really going to be our flagship driver for 2024. And it really, it is targeted for the most amount of golfers. There's Max in so many ways. I, one way to look at it is the maximum amount of people should, <laughs> that should fit for There you go. Um, and so we do a lot of things for forgiveness, not only from an inertia standpoint, all the things we talked about, retaining ball speed, um, off-center shots, you were describing it. When, when you make, uh, you, you miss the ball, and it's a game of misses, right? You miss it off-center, that club wants to rotate, wants to move around. If you can reduce that and keep that going the same direction, all good things happen at that point. Now, golfers do a lot of other things. We talked about twist face a lot. That hasn't gone away. When people shut the face down, they close it a bit, um, typically they're hitting it out on the toe a little bit more, and that's why it's twisted a bit in that sense. So there's forgiveness in those factors as well for straightness. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the max is, is one that I think, one way, one way to put it is, I think golfers should, should set out to get the highest inertia product that gets the right launch conditions for them. Think about it. If you, if you maximize your speed launch spin, why would you not have the highest inertia product with those launch conditions? Because if you're, when you miss it, you want to maintain those launch conditions the best you can. And the highest inertia product will allow you to do that. But this will be your highest spinning one. Right? So it, it is the highest spinning of the bunch. So but again, this is, comes down to the fitting, fitting right. process. So if it spins too much, we can, we can move down one. Right? That's right. You go down the QI-10. Um, it's, it's interesting watching how people react. You know, Some players, for example, because you have more weight back, they, they may just let the club kind of do what it does. And, and they ultimately, a lot of times you'll see them hit it a little bit lower on the face. So education, you know, uh, piece, look at where you're hitting it on the face. If you learn to hit that center or higher than center, then you really start to optimize your launch conditions because that head wants to kind of, kind of rotate a little bit this way. Um, but if you want to drop a little spin, you can easily kind of head down to the QI-10. Still higher inertia than what Stealth 2 was. Uh, lower CG than what Stealth 2 was, so you're getting great benefits. What are the other characteristics of the, like I said, the Max being the flagship, kind of the reason the name is yep. QI-10, but in, in the standard head, what else is in there for consumers that might go, okay, yeah, I need a little bit less spin mm -hmm. than the Max. It has enough forgiveness for me. What else is kind of in there helping with performance? Well, you get a couple things, right? Shape-wise, uh, you'll see it's a little a little bit smaller when you set it down. It's a little bit more pear-shaped. So some people they have preference on shape. Um, you know, we we really bring in the you know as much straight. So many people miss it right on the max. You know, it really helps people hit it straight more often. Better players can kind of hit almost anything straight, I would say. But um, as you get into the QI10, you know, it has a little bit less of that correction there. Um, you'll see a little bit change in the in the the sole and the aerodynamics of the sole and the way that's positioned as well. But um, yeah, I mean, I would say shape is one of the big things. Obviously, a little bit of versatility and, and obviously a little bit of drop spin. And if golfer needs really low spin, <laughs> much less spin. Yeah, you still got one. Yeah, so we have the QI10 LS, and that's obviously a name change for us as well. Um, we saw with the plus models that some golfers are getting into that model, 
uh, and it really wasn't the right one for them. And so by just kind of calling it out uh, what it is, you know, in low spin, we feel like we have an opportunity, both in, and same with Max, the opportunity to get more people in the right driver for, for them. Um, but that low spin model, you see it on tour, you see the early adoption on tour. Um, it's definitely a driver that I would say will be played most on tour. Uh, smaller footprint, they're all 460 cc's by the way, it's just interesting, but the, the, when you set it down, it looks a little bit smaller, more traditional tailor-made shape, and then a cool new movable weight system in there too. Uh, the screw stays stationary, let's see if I have it here, yeah, right here. Screw stays stationary, weight slides underneath sort of that garage right there, super aerodynamic right across the sole. Um, so players that have been testing it so far have loved the way they look really clean that's the first comment i get scotty Scheffler, just super clean um tiger as well just the way it sets up the little alignment piece up here and then the ability to adjust is is awesome on that one. yeah i thought that was interesting on the sole of that one you know it looks like the weight is smaller mm, yeah except it's not it's not the weight is still large it's just has that little garage it goes into, yeah. like you said it. Uh, yeah. Park it where you need it. Park it where you need it. But this, it can slide all the way under here. But like you said, as people present the club into impact, right? Yeah. That airflow is kind of coming at a diagonal almost, right? From That's the heel right. to the toe, which is why you covered that. So it's, you know, again, for aerodynamic purposes um, is why that little garage is there. Most so. important uh, aerodynamic time is right at the bottom half of the downswing. That's when you're increasing your speed and that's when the, uh, the, you know, the drag happens on, you know, from the face and everywhere else. You're trying to minimize that as much as possible, keep the airflow attached and have, you know, what we were seeing is little pocket, little eddies kind of in, in here that we didn't want. Um, and so we kept it smoother across that sole. So one thing you mentioned in, in the, the product presentation that caught my attention because we did see, I would say mid season on, some some issues people pointing out like faces coming off yeah. things like that um you mentioned improved durability with mm -hmm. this model and you made some changes to the construction to facilitate that that's right can you kind of talk about what you did yeah hey i'm glad you asked i mean there's um you know if you're not pushing the envelope you're not really innovating and so the, there at times you're going to have some failures and we don't want that we, we we hate that for for golfers but we also learn from those those times as well um I think one of the interesting things here is when when a carbon face, you know, fails, it's a little different. Like in a tie face, it might flatten and then it then cracks. In a carbon face, the 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 stress is happening around the face. I've, you very rarely ever see a carbon face flatten at all. It's so strong, sixty layers, like it's incredible. But what we learned is, you know, to make this even, you're seeing all these guys now with super high speeds um, that hit it all over the face. They may be beginner golfers. They have a ton of speed. And so that's where we're seeing the failures. Yeah, I play with a guy who swings 125 and yeah. works every every millimeter of the face. <laughs> yeah. yeah, paid for the whole thing, might as well yeah, use right. it all, right? Like, <laughs> so so again, we're we changed our testing methodology. We upped our speed. We upped the amount of thousands of shots that we have, and and the the key was to create more flexibility, ironically, hmm. on the collar that holds the face, so that the face and the collar kind of um, in symphony almost like the hydraulics on a car work together. And through doing that, we've seen massive improvements and, and not that it was bad before, but we, we knew it could be better. And so we, we worked hard on it and, and we're excited for that part of it too. Why the blue face? Mm. You know, we went from red, which was 
impossible not to notice, which yeah. makes an awful lot of sense, right? Pamplona running the bulls, like <laughs> here it is, you know? Yeah. And so kept red for stealth two, mm -hmm. and now we go to blue, which personally I like better, but why the shift in color? Yeah, I mean, hey, there's, color is subjective, clearly. Um, there's, you know, blue is a very commercial color. A lot of us like blue, um, and not that red's bad either. Um, but I hated red. Yeah, it's an angry color. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think you know, the, just the, the aesthetics of the whole club. You see little blue hits. The face has a little blue to it. Um, it does change sort of the amount of loft you see on the club, which for some golfers they love that. I personally love that. Um, and then to add the little alignment piece at the top kind of gives you that nice contrast, which is one of the things we didn't want to lose. The red face did provide a contrast to the top to the bottom. Um, so, you know, we, we just felt like this is a, a really cool way of creating a nice square look where it kind of hides some of the face a bit, provides a little bit of color, but sets the driver up in a, in a spot that we felt was maybe more premium and uh, a little bit more well-received for more people. Yeah. We've also made some pretty significant changes to the crown and kind of how yeah. that wraps, right? We call it an infinity crown design. That's right. Yeah, th this was, you know, like, Obviously, from a golfer's perspective, it's like, wow, that looks clean. Hopefully, most people appreciate that. From an engineering perspective, incredibly challenging. Um, you can see 97% coverage over the entire crown. You just see it a little bit in the hosel here, and it, and it just, the fit and finish is, is super clean. It goes all the way up to the carbon face. And you can imagine, you know, every loft, every fairway wood um, requires a different crown to fit perfectly. But to, to, you know, we did that because we knew it would look amazing and it saves weight from the highest part of the club to allow us to move it where we want it. Yeah, so that typical, you know, last however many generations, people might associate TaylorMade with kind of that almost little painted ribbon, yep. you know, kind of right on, on the top line. Um, I think this looks better. Um, I think it looks cleaner, but it's definitely a visual departure. Right? It is, yeah. I mean, we're not opposed to to being a little bit bold or, or trying different cosmetics and, and especially when the form uh, it matches the, the, or the functionality and the form layers come together and work together. In this case, we learned a lot by those front sections on how we can affect sort of directional performance of the product, believe it or not. I know it's a visual to most people, but it does have some performance implications. And so, um, yeah, I mean, hey, this is, a, this is probably the cleanest look that we've had in a long, long time, but still has that little alignment feature that adds performance and yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I think it's an exciting lineup, no doubt from, from that perspective. What, you know, to somebody who jumped on to Stealth mm -hmm. or Stealth 2 because there was, you know, I remember talking to some of my friends like, God, I gotta try it, it's a carbon face. Like there was a novelty factor almost to it, mm -hmm. right? Where there's sure. some people there, but if we really look at the performance implications and somebody's asking, hey, if I have a Stealth or a Stealth 2, why would I look at this? You know, what do you think? And maybe maybe the target buyer for each of those, right? They're going to be different, sure. different golfers. Yeah. But really made a point to say, hey, there are quantifiable benefits. We're not just putting out a new product. I know there's release cycles. I get all that yeah. stuff. But we really feel like there are quantifiable differences that golfers are going to experience. Right. So what are those? Yeah, so hey, I mean, I wish every golfer, uh, you know, got a new driver every year. It's just not a reality. But there are some that, that do. Um, but even year on year, there are tangible differences here. There are things that golfers are going to experience and feel. And that's really coming through through the inertia. And I think, you know, 
the speed that the carbon phase provided, the energy transfer and all of that, and then evolving it into the third generation and how we're doing the collar of that phase. Like, so, so you should expect the speed from TaylorMade. We always bring it, we're gonna to continue to bring it. And now to bring this other element that you get from the off-center strikes, um, I think is what people should go out and experience. And I think they're gonna be pretty, pretty surprised at what they see. Um, so anyway, you know, I, I always encourage people to go test um, first and foremost and let us prove it to you that it's better. Yeah. All right, so we also have new fairway woods. Yeah. You wouldn't not make fairway woods. <laughs> yeah, no. Fairway woods is a big portion of our business, and, and uh, we feel like we, in many ways, have been sort of leading the charge there. I think you know you see a lot of adoption on tour, um, in many forms by Team TaylorMade and others. But uh, but yeah, we got a lot to talk about there as well. Well, yeah, and people may not know this, right? But your most successful product category on tour has been fairway woods, right? And the yeah. certainly kind of this recent kind of development stuff and. Trying to think. Yeah, I can't think of a bad tailor-made fairway wood, well, at least in the last couple, three, four, five. Tony agreed. Arrow burner had a fairway wood. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I yeah. love the arrow burner tour fairway. That was amazing. <laughs> I love that one. Um, but still, QI10. We're yeah. same name. Yeah, a no, couple I, different models. We do. We have the Max. We've got the QI10, and then we have the QI10 Tour. And so we don't call it LS because it has that adjustable weight front to back. I don't have it next to me here, but you can really continue. We, 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 uh, we, added, it, we, we added that technology in Stealth 2, and then we improved it in the uh, QI-10 Tour. It's actually a shallower profile weight system, so we've been able to lower the center of gravity in that one. Um, and then on the max front, I mean, from a measurement standpoint, inertia-wise, it's off the charts. Like we really don't measure other fairy woods that are even close uh, to it. And that, so that was surprising to me. Was it? Think, yeah. right? Like everybody through the years has touted fairway forgiveness, and for you to put up a chart, and say, mm -hmm. yeah, no, even even the most forgiving ones we've tested are here, we're way over here. Is that's right. Again, not what I would associate with TaylorMade. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And so I think it's going to take some time for people to realize that we we do have products for everybody. And we've been working and, and uh, putting a lot of our, you know, uh, experts into solving these issues and solving these challenges for golfers. In this case, on the QI10 Max, yes, it's going to spin a bit more. Um, but fairway woods are one of the most difficult uh, clubs to fit for people. And to have something as stable as that QI10 Max, it's an awesome, awesome tool. And then, of course, the QI10, which will get the lion's share of our fairway wood business because it has that all-around performance. It has you know great high launch, low spin, great speed. It uses you know a lot of technologies. V steel we still have in here, although it looks asymmetric in the sole. It actually the the sole to ground interaction is is smooth right through that center section. Um, the infinity crown on the top looks clean. Really hard to do again, but it's uh, there's a lot packed into in, into those fairway woods. Yeah, and different kind of loft configurations, right? And adding some stuff in left handed, so a little bit more selection. Kind of throughout the line. Yeah. Um, more seven woods. More seven woods. Yeah. Oh, big seven wood guy. Yeah. Tony's a big yeah. seven wood guy. I'm transitioning. I'm getting there. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I've made I'm, it to the five wood. I'm not there yet. <laughs> You're not quite. So old school. <laughs> not quite. Uh, Still have a three iron in your bag? I do have a two iron. Yeah. UDI. Yeah. But we're seeing, I mean, this higher lofted fairway wood trend. We're seeing a lot of it on tour, though. 
right? Yes, seen a lot of it. Yep. And, and yep. that's, I think, part of the reason you guys have expanded some of the line, right? Where there are players that are saying, hey, yep. we want the more premium equipment in these higher lofts, and now we're seeing it on the consumer side. Yeah, I mean, we want, for the tour players, we want whatever helps them play better golf, whatever. And we want that for uh, normal consumers as well, or average players. Um, it's just interesting that they've evolved into these higher lofts and fairway woods and seeing the advantages of that. And I see these players on tour where they're flighting a seven wood, you know, like where they can hit a stinger with a seven wood. Like, how do you do that? You know, like, that's not, I can't do that. You're transitioning. You know, I'm right? transitioning. I'm working. I'm, um, yeah, I'm good. I can do it, but not on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they become weapons. These seven woods become weapons yeah. for the players. Yeah. Yeah. So super versatile. And uh, going back to the. Um, hard for me not to call it the plus model but now it's the ls because that's a fairway wood tour on fairway sorry wood. tour because it, it, you can get low spin and high spin with that adjustable thank you for making the mistakes so i can thank explain you. it again yes that, <laughs> i did that for you yeah, I appreciate because that. it's versatile right that's right so and it's the one with the adjustable loft sleeve right the other yep. two are bonded that's so right. you have you know standard max those are bonded the tour yep. one i'm going to just keep All saying right, it tour 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 the tour has the loft sleeve so you can adjust it up or down two degrees. So you take the 15 degree stock one, yep. you can make it yeah. a 13 degree or 17. And then you have the the weight, right? Which we can pull the weight all the way back and make it as forgiving. So if you want something that launches high, but maybe has a little bit lower spin, mm-hmm. you can pull that weight back. Or if you want that one that, man, if you like seeing their fairway wood kind of come off low, yep. It's amazing. You really can do so much with that system between the loft sleeve and the weight that, you know, if you're trying to hit a distance or hit a flight, like it's such a fun tool. You don't even really need a launch monitor. It's so dramatic with the amount of weight that you're moving in the, the loft sleeve. Like, again, I take personal example. I have a five wood, but I, I want it more forward because I play mini driver. And so anyway, I'm just tweaking it a little bit and shifting the weight a touch more forward. And I hit the flight, hit the distance and, and done, ready to go. It's cool. Yeah. Wait, there's more, right? Three rescues slash mm-hmm. hybrids as well, right? That's right. Yeah. So in the rescue category, obviously we, we you know, a pioneer in, in rescues and, and continue to add options for golfers, refining sort of the recipe that we have, um, both in the QI 10 tour, which is a little bit more for an iron player that's kind of transitioning into a rescue. It's a little bit lower launch, higher spin, adjustable in the loft sleeve. It does have forgiveness, ironically, that we split the weight inside that head in the QI-10 Tour Rescue. It's pretty cool. And then the QI-10, which is sort of your all-around performer. Like if you right up the gut want a rescue that does sort of everything, uh, it is bonded, but has the carbon crown, has a low CG, has the things that you need for performance speed pockets. We haven't really mentioned that, but I know it's no, dear in your heart from back <laughs> in the day. Um, these things work. I mean, it seems like forever, right? Yeah, it feels like yesterday, I remember. <laughs> um, but then the Max, you know, he gets the ball up in the air easy. Um, again, has that kind of straight bias, you know, to, to be able to hit the ball kind of um, away from the right side, straighter for the golfer. A uh, little bit bigger footprint, little sharper leading edges. That helps people kind of get the ball under, uh, or get the leading edge under the ball. So that's uh, prevalent in that. We put a little bit more weight back in that one as well. So, yeah, cool rescue lineup. And then rounding out the lineup. A big ass game improvement iron with some unique features, right? It's best. How would you describe it? I don't know it? if I would say big ass. That wouldn't be my <laughs> words, but. Um, it's a I big iron. It's, 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 a big iron. <laughs> it's not the biggest ever, but it's. She's pretty in my, in my, in my mind. Um, 
It's uh, no, I mean, hey, we've been we've been leading in, in in many ways in game improvement irons, and we have a ton of technology in there. And the thing that hopefully you know through the presentations we've given you that you've garnered is this appreciation that we create straight distance. And I know that sounds like a tagline, straight distance, but there's true patented technology in our faces of our game improvement irons. The faster these faces get, um, and the longer that iron, the faster the face, like a five iron or something like that. It, it starts to most game improvement irons have kind of a right bias to it. And we're able to create the face that brings that that uh, product right on the center line or really close to the center line. And that's not easy to do. You got to manage the flexibility of that face. And so we do that with each and every iron throughout the set. We have a flighted CG, the lowest CGs in the long irons, the highest CGs in the short irons. So you're flighting the, the way you would want. You want, you know, try to improve the launch in the long irons, maybe flight it down a, a bit in the, in the short irons. And then the last thing I would just say about the, the QI irons in this case is just um, each iron we really take seriously. We like put in what we want that iron to do. We want it to be best for its function. And, and with that comes a different face geometry, a different weight, a different speed pocket, a different geometry inside the head. There's a ton of technology in there um, that separates each one of those irons, but yet they all work together. And then I'm really happy that we, we added uh, nickel chrome plating to the, to the head. That was big. Cause I, that was you know, big. I think every year I ask Bovi, are you, are you finally going to plate these game improvement irons? Right. Are you going to elevate the quality, if you will? Right. right. Yeah. And he kept telling me he didn't want to listen to you. And I finally, <laughs> I finally, finally you know, we kind of sandwiched him on that. No, no Matt, we, Matt and I talk a lot about it. And, and the idea that just the, the beauty of the product, the long-lasting effects of, of, of the chrome plating, and like it just stands up the, the, to the test of time. So it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful iron, and it's got a ton of performance in it. And two models. Yes. Right. And so yep. the second model, super interesting to me for two reasons. One, kind of seen somewhat of this trend right throughout the industry is looking at the target buyer. Like you said, functioning equipment being, does it do the job it's intended to do? Right. How good is it at whatever its function is supposed to be? But the uh, the HL version mm. of the irons, people might think it's higher launching, mm -hmm. which it is. Yep. It, they're also two degrees weaker. But who is that model really for? Yeah, great question. So the the HL, which is basically higher and lighter, um, coming in really the same form shape as the QI, is something that we've learned from the market that that well, one that people like from a, just hey, I that's what I like to look at, and secondly, that's what they need. I mean, there's a lot of players that that need a little bit higher trajectory, and people don't look at loft in, in the loft package in the irons enough. They do it in drivers, but they don't do it in irons, and we really want to emphasize that that's an important piece to getting the right iron set in your bag. So the HL is essentially has all the benefits I described before, um, but with a kind of higher flight uh, and a little bit lighter so they can get a little bit more speed. Um, so typically a slower swing speed player or maybe a little bit um, not always a higher handicap player. Some players just need, you know, a little bit higher trajectory. And so that, that's the iron for them. So we've talked about 11 products, I think, if my count is right. Close um, enough, yeah. Somewhere like yeah, that. Yeah, close or minus. And I didn't hear you say the word draw one time. We didn't talk about draw bias. And typically yeah. right, there's always one that has draw bias. That's yeah. kind of been the, yeah. the industry tradition, if you will. Yeah. Why aren't we hearing that from Taylor? Yeah, you know, it's interesting, and I think you know um, your your um, you know your members and the people who are listening to to this. You know, hopefully they can relate to what we've learned, which is 
you know, when we talk about draw bias, we've talked a lot about it in the years. We've named products with draw bias. It really is ultimately what a lot of golfers need. But people don't like the idea of a bias of anything. Like it, it feels almost intimidating or like, what, what are you talking about here? Um, most golfers miss, the, miss things to the right, if they're right-handed, right? They fade. And what we're really trying to do is we're not, we're not going to be able to maybe give them a draw, but we want to get them straight. We want to get them straighter more often. And, and so we've, you can hear me. I'm changing my vernacular a little, a little bit because people who need that are kind of shying away from it because we're using those words. And so what we're really trying to do is help them hit it straighter more often. Um, so, I mean, that's the reality of it. Some, uh, and then the better players often can adjust a little bit more. And so they, they're able to find you know, a straight flight uh, despite some of the different movements that you have in the head. And so, anyway, again, we're just trying to be better in our products and how we relay those products to golfers so that they ultimately find the right one and ultimately play some better golf. How will you know with this lineup? Because again, you know, very much on the front end of it, you put all this work into the launch and, and companies get ready to do that. How do you know if it's been successful? Like what are, what's gonna determine whether QI10 has, has been a successful... 51% market share. 51 right? no, is, is that it? Is that hey, it? That's a, it's a great question. I mean, you know, at the heart of what we do, and I said this to you guys earlier today, that we, um, you know, we're, we're born an innovative company. We push the llamas. We want to be, you know, the best in performance all the time. Uh, but we are golfers in our true hearts, and we want to help ourselves and others play better golf. I mean, that 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 is true, like, meaningful success. But... The reality is we do. We run a business. This is a business. We want to be you know, profitable. We want to keep going. We want to keep innovating. And that fuels more innovations in the future. And so success comes in a lot of different forms. Um, sure, it'd be great to have market share. It'd be great to be profitable. Um, great to have major victories from our players, our tour players, putting the products in play earlier and, uh, and really liking it. That's a win. That's a success. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's it's... Their success comes in a lot of different ways, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So hopefully we nail it on all fronts. So again, as I mentioned, centennial anniversary of TaylorMade. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen a lot of products, uh -huh. right, over the years. But you can't, you can't choose one of these, right? I can't choose these? Right. Okay. Brian Basil's favorite all-time TaylorMade. This is an impossible question, by the way. Like I've been here for an eternity. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, there's mo like you have to almost go in like eras, you know. And I and favorite I do wooden products. <laughs> right. Favorite persimmon. Easy. Easy. <laughs> um, I more recently, honestly, I've just been so enthused uh, over the last few years with the mini drivers. Like it's just tried, like, it's, we talked about it yeah, yeah. for years. I know yeah, and I. I had my first Albatross with the 300 series. Like my really? last round with the 300 series mini driver was was a two on a par five. And then you like, took it out of the bag. And I took it out of the yeah, bag. Of course. And I do love my burner is it's fantastic. I love it. But like that'll go down maybe in the you know in the archives there. That, that was a special one. But the mini drivers right now are kind of have my have my heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Uh, what I thought if, he was going to say jet speed. You, you, you were hoping. You were hoping for something obscure for jet like speed. the jet speed fairway wood. That was. What do you think consumers should expect? You know, from TaylorMade, moving forward as we go mm -hmm. through this line, and we talk about product cycles, and we talk about, you know, some companies are accelerating them to mm -hmm. a degree, some are backing off from those a little bit, or maybe spacing it out. 
sure. a little bit more. What do you think consumers should expect from TaylorMade moving forward? Well, I think, you know, uh, continue to, to push the envelope in terms of performance. Uh, hopefully they have a garnered appreciation for the quality of the parts that we're making. Um, I know, you know, sometimes people say we just make so many and they, they don't think that we would spend the, the level of detail that maybe a boutique or a smaller brand would. And it's so far from the truth. Like we, we uh, spend a lot of time on the, the fit and finish of our products and ensuring that each one that's sold is, is, is high quality. And so I expect that from us. Um, I, I think just, you know, continue to expect us to kind of push the envelope. I and mean, that's what, you know, Gary Adams, 1979, made the first metal wood. And like, we're inspired by that every day. We want to continue to push the envelope. And I want golfers to expect that from us. If we stop doing that, please, please tell us, you know, because that's, uh, we've lost our way at that point. So carbon's here to stay. Car carbon's until to something's stay. better. Yeah, I mean, we, we still have a runway in carbon that, uh, that we are excited by. I mean, obviously you're seeing this, this MOI gain, which in you know their company history is the biggest gain year on year we've ever had, um, and that was made possible by really exploring the benefits of, of carbon. So yeah, it's not going away. Yeah, glad to hear it. Yeah, can tell. Sure, some others are. Any other questions, Tony? Any other? I think Baz's There's... head is filling me for yeah for this trip. <laughs> Pick it up next time. Not true. Not reach, true. reach the full <laughs> Tony quota. Should we go out and play another round? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tita, I. I cannot wait to watch. Louder was phenomenal. saying you were you were fearful, and so we're ditching town early. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Is that what it that's is? That's what I heard. That's, that's the story. That's I heard. the rumor on the streets. Rather than, oh, rather face, than go. face Tony again. Yeah. Well, you will have questions, people out there. You will have uh, no doubt information, things you want to know about these products. Hit us up on the interwebs, Golf Spy T, Golf Spy C. Hit us up there. If we can't answer it. We'll ask Baz, he'll answer it or not, and then we'll just kind of go, go on from there. But uh, thank you for your time, thanks for your attention, and until next time, we out.